1: that podcast with brian campbell oh yeah the best theme song in the history of podcasts is upon you and so is the soc mma style ufc 251 get yourself fired the hell up wow Uh, This is a wild start to what should be a wild week. Fight Island, Abu Dhabi, Yaz Island, your boy BC, the SOC, all that good stuff. Why? Because Jorge Masvidal just slid in. I don't care if you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. It's all that and then some tall, pale, and handsome. It's your boy BC because... We got Masvidal. We got Usman. How did we get here? We're going to break all that down and more. Don't forget the SOC has you covered from start to finish for UFC 251. Interview episode with your best bets later this week. Instant analysis after the fights. CBS Sports HQ all week. Myself, Rashad Evans, to break things down. And speaking, speaking of that great Hall of Famer...
0: That's me bringing that heat. That's me bringing that heat.
1: He's about to bring the heat. Yes, he is your former UFC light heavyweight champion. He is fresh off a near uh, Joe Exotic-like weekend with the family. I keep on Instagram. But Rashad Evans, let me bring you in. No pop, no circumstances. It's Maz Vidal. It's Usman. BMF. Welterweight belt. This fight card just got even better. Your reaction, my friend.
0: My man, I'm 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 electric behind it. You know, Kamara was a good friend of mine, and uh, I've been following it blow by blow. So it's been something to me that's been you know been been very excited and just following along with it. And uh, hey, this is the fight that we wanted. I mean, it, the the Gilbert fight was a great storyline, and and it was and it was a, a great fight. But this is the fight that
1: that just pulls at. This is the fight. This is the fight. Okay, in the in the immortal in the immortal words of Jake Hager, Rashad. You know what? I'm rock hard right now with emotion. I got a phoner. I think we all have <laughs> it right now. So Rashad, here's the deal. It's like in the history of last minute fights. You know, we've had some that have turned out, you know, just fine, or that still had star power. I mean, look, UFC 200. Wasn't the best fight ever, but shout out for Anderson Silva on like three days notice going in there against D.C. But if we ever had a situation where you had a main event that was going to be badass, Usman Burns in so many ways, teammates, differing styles, all that. But that got this much of an upgrade where in in the last remaining hours, we got a fight that's even better, that has more star power look for anything bad that we've rightfully said at times about dana and the ufc on the build to getting to this point you want to talk about hitting a home run you want to talk about being the mvp of the damn quarantine what ufc is giving us with a loaded card this saturday and now a sexy ass fight that kind of needed to happen we needed to know after that 2019 if jorge masvidal What's championship level worthy if he can complete this impossible dream of 17 years from the backyard to possibly be putting on the real UFC title? And we get that on six days' notice. The guy's got to fly to Vegas. They got to take 18 COVID tests. Now they're on a plane to Abu Dhabi. I mean, Rashad, it couldn't get any crazier. I guess it makes sense given how unprecedented and crazy the last few months have been. But I am here right now to tell Dana, you are the boss. Okay, you are. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. It's my way and no other way. We are getting on that highway with Dana. It is his way. Shout out. Shout out to Dana for this one. I mean, are you kidding me, Rashad? What a spoil of riches we get this Saturday.
0: Uh, Absolutely. I mean, think about this. You know, they had to work through the whole financial thing, and it was kind of ugly. It was getting kind of a public dispute, you know, and that's always ugly when things happen like that, but Jorge was standing his ground, and and, uh, he lost the title shot because of it, but so has it, you know, fate has a way of bringing things back around and he was ready to seize that opportunity. It may have not been a training situation that he wanted because he did ramp things down when he wasn't going to get that fight about five weeks ago. But now, uh, you know, just just with this opportunity alone, it seems like he's just reinvigorated and, and has, you know, the, the edge that you would think that he would have going into this fight just because of the fact that he doesn't like Kamaru, you know, and, and that hate for Kamaru is just driving – all everything else to the back. Even, even, even the 20 pounds that he has to cut is nothing to, 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 the, to how much he hates Camaro. So it's going to be a good fight.
1: Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, it's wild for Jorge, who had been kind of the poster boy along with John Jones for you know the whole narrative of fighter pay the last couple months. Will we see these stars without a live gate? Suddenly, Fight Island became Abu Dhabi. Maybe there's large site fees. However it worked out, I'm not sure – And I'm not sure it even matters, but I'm not sure if this fight happening right now is Jorge winning the negotiation battle. Like, is he getting the price that he wanted all along by standing firm or is UFC getting the price they wanted all along? And it took, unfortunately, Gilbert Burns has had an incredible run. Great story. It took his illness for this to open up. I'm not even sure I'm not even sure it matters Rashad because the news out of ESPN this morning is that Masvidal signed like a new 6-fight deal and he claims he's getting most of what he wanted in terms of his fight and that most is the pay-per-view upside a higher pay-per-view upside because he knows what he brings to to the table as a salesman he wants to be rewarded for the amount of buys they can potentially get, you got to be honest. No 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 offense to Gilbert Burns. This is a major upgrade in terms of let's grab those casual sports fans, let's grab those boxing fans. People know who Jorge Masvidal is. So he kind of comes out of here smelling pretty good in terms of of that whole financial battle he went through with Shot.
0: He really did and and just listening to him talk, you know, it sounded as if as if like um you know, the sticking point was was the show money. He wanted the guaranteed money. The guaranteed money is what he wanted, but the UFC couldn't justify giving him a guarantee as large as he wanted. So they settle for somewhere in a higher range with the pay per view buys, considering if he can uh, bring in a number. So that that that's good. It's a step in the right direction. I'm sure uh, if he wins the belt, you know, in a couple fights, he'd be trying to re- renegotiate that and you know try to uh, get what he what he what he says that he's worth. And and, and that's all good too. But it's really good that they found a way to get it done, you know, and the UFC, they know that this is going to be a huge fight. There's, 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 this is the most anticipated fight. And with the sports world really quiet, you know, this really sets the stage to put the UFC in a position that other sports have not been in and may not get to with this whole, uh, with this whole COVID situation happening. So this is, this is one that puts the UFC in in just a harder to hit range when it comes to uh, when, when it comes to just viewership.
1: Absolutely. Uh, let's uh, – just a reminder, as I mentioned, we'll have wall-to-wall coverage this whole week. Interviews with Max Holloway and Rose Nama Yunus later this week. You're not going to want to miss those for sure. Rashad, let's hit quickly some of the logistic questions, if you're a fan, that come with this fight coming together on six days' notice. The fact that these guys have to fly last minute, first to Vegas, not to Abu Dhabi, take all those tests. For Jorge, I think the reaction, if you don't know better, is like – could he have gotten a legitimate camp? Is he physically ready for this given that he's the one who pulled out of the negotiations twice on the lead-up to this? What do you either know about this situation or perceive? Because if I got to guess, I'm thinking Masvidal's, you know crazy like a fox. He's not going to take this fight if he doesn't have the 5 round stamina for it. Where do you think he'll be in terms of 100% Saturday night?
0: I think he would be pretty good. I mean, the, the biggest thing for me is the weight cut. You know, he's been doing something that, that is really – uh, you know, led to leaps and gains in, in this fight game, which is staying in shape and staying active. You know, as long as you're staying in shape, you're staying active, you make the gains in your technique, and you make the gains in your conditioning, that conditioning base that that just making so that you can go five rounds even when you haven't been training to go five rounds, you know? So I think that he has a pretty good conditioning base, but the, the hard part for him is being able to cut that weight in a way that it, it allows him to fight somebody like Kamaru who's able to take him down. He's gonna have to get up and keep him off him. You know, that 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 requires a different kind of energy facility uh to 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 keep to keep a guy off you. So that's gonna be the big thing that Jorge has to watch out for. But for the most part, I mean, you know, he he's he's charged up. And and him being charged up and him being in a position where, you know, he really has nothing to lose coming in short notice. You know, he's going to go in there and and fight fast, and he's going to go in there and try to make something exciting happen. And at the same time, Kamaru has to do a good job of not getting pulled into that whole space with
1: him. Absolutely. Let's look at the Kamaru Usman side of the last-minute nature to hear. When you spend X amount of time uh, preparing for your ex-teammate Gilbert Burns and you move your camp over to Colorado with the great, the great Trevor Whitman, uh, what does this do for him when you're switching opponents, this, this short notice and arguably, arguably a tougher challenge in terms of the high-end knockout ability in Jorge Masvidal?
0: It's, it's a bit tougher, but I would say it's, um, a bit easier in a sense than the fact that, you know, the way their styles match up, you know, Gribble was a harder matchup for Kamaru in, in many ways. Uh, for one, they know each other really well for the other, is the fact that, you know, he's really good at. You know, the ground aspect and the grappling aspect. So Kamaru would have had trouble once he got the guy onto the ground and it wouldn't have been the area for him to rest. So he would have had to pretty much change up how he's going to fight from an economic standpoint uh, with his energy. Uh, So he doesn't have to do that with a Jorge. Now he just has to be more careful as to, you know, keeping uh, Jorge honest with his level changes and making him respect the shots early. If he gets Jorge to respect the shots early, then that will allow him to put his hands around his shots and then start landing more of the takedowns. Um, Striking, uh, Jorge has tremendous hands, tremendous boxing. He does a really good job of disguising his kicks and disguising his explosive movements if Kamaru does a good job of drawing that reaction with the fakes and fake stops and goes, that will kind of break him. And especially if Jorge is tired and, and cutting weight for so much, he's not going to have the ability to, to, to stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. So that's the fight that Kamaru has to fight. And I think it's an easier fight for him just because of the fact that Masvidal is not the guy that's going to be able to get up over and over again and be able to fight that grappling match that Kamaru can present to him.
1: Uh, from the category of intangibles really talking about the idea that like everything about this fight card is weird. You're fighting at odd times in the morning, you're landing in Abu Dhabi and it's like, you know, according to tweets from journalists like John Morgan, it's like 97 degrees at midnight and feels like 115. When you wake up that mixed with the, these two fighters didn't get on the original plane. They're flying out separately. They had to take four or five tests preparing for each other last minute. Does either one, Given their personalities, given their scenario, maybe have an advantage intangible wise entering this fight, or do you really think look it 's unprecedented for everybody
0: i think i think if if it was somebody would have an, an advantage as far as intangibles go as far as just not having the stress and the weight of the world on it, it would have to be Jorge in, in this position because of the fact that he 's coming in as you know this is, this is all new to him, this is all a gift, but if you 're Kamaru – Now you've had to switch your original plan. Now you had to wait a little bit. And then you had that feeling that the fight might not happen. And then you had to stay behind. And then now you have to, you know, he's moved around a few different places since the news came, since Gilbert had to fight. And going up and down from an emotional standpoint, when you're already at the emotional brink. Because when you do an eight to ten week camp, you're just like, man, just please get me to the fight so I can get this done and over with. I want to get back to my life. I want to get back to my family. And all those things that you put into your mind that you, you want to do once it's over. And he almost had a feeling of having that, but now he's got to get his mind around fighting a new opponent and um, and everything that comes with this whole thing. So it is definitely tougher for Camaro, but um, I think w- w- the way that Camaro's mindset's been lately, this is something that he can definitely uh, manage.
1: Here's what's interesting about this fight. Uh, it's great. There's contrasting styles, which you love. When you get a title fight at the highest level, I love it. When it's, you know, guy A strong in one category, guy B strong in the opposite category, who's going to make who fight on their own terms, all that good stuff. But you know Kamaru well. I'm going to tell you one, one reason, Rashad, why I'm a little bit nervous for him, okay? Because if you would have asked me to predict this fight any day over the last year, I'm going to go, look, I love me some Jorge. Great story in 2019. The career turnaround, the confidence, the cardio, all that's great. But if Usman takes him down for like three rounds in a row, this is gonna, you know, it's over, bro. Like, like that's what Usman does. He can, take in, he can take that balloon that is your soul and just squeeze all the air out of it but every time i talk to kamara usman or i see the higher level interviews with him and i'm going to shout out a specific interview i did with him at the last ufc card before the the uh, quarantine remember it was in vegas ali yeah. had the big form and i'm like you know look um If you go in there against Jorge Masvidal, man, I mean, you're going to have such an inherent advantage on the ground. I mean, do you think they won't ever accept the fight because of this? And Kamaru got a little bit mad at me, and he's like, look, why does everybody think I don't have a stand-up game? Why does everybody think I'm not a well-rounded fighter? Like, I can't stand up with him. I'm a little nervous, and I think the last-minute nature only adds to this. Even with Kamaru working with a guy like Trevor Whitman, who has turned around and added wrinkles to so many great fighters' striking base, that it's one thing, Rashad, and it's an admiral thing, to go five rounds of boxing life and death with Colby in one of the better fights of the last few years that Kamaru did to defend his title in December. Great fight. But that's two wrestlers striking. Jorge's a different animal, and I'm not saying that Kamaru doesn't know that. I'm not saying that Kamaru isn't going to plan to work in takedowns, as you're saying, to gain that respect early. But I'm a little bit worried that the champ, out of that inner fight that gets him up every morning for respect, that inner growl that says, I'm one of the pound-for-pound pound best in this sport. Give me my respect, that he's not thinking, I'm going to knock this guy out. And that's when you get in trouble against this new re-energized version of Jorge Masvidal.
0: You're absolutely right. And that's the thing that worries me too. You know, he can he can get pulled into a, a competition, you know, testing his ego, proving whose stand-up is better. And not the fact not saying that his stand-up might not be better, not saying that his stand-up might not be, you know, on 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 par with it and stuff like that. But here's the reality of the situation. When you're looking at Jorge and you're looking at uh Camaro's skill set, you know that Jorge's chances of winning on his feet is pretty much th- th- what's gonna happen, you know, I- I- as far as You know, if he's winning, it's going to be what he did on his feet. You know, he's not going to take Camaro down and work a ground game or nothing like that. So you don't want him to go into that wheelhouse. You don't want Camaro to go into that wheelhouse without at least making Jorge pay a toll. And and by the toll, I mean make him him physically exhausted to the point where he's back on his feet and he's changed. And and here's the thing. He doesn't necessarily have to get him down to the ground, but – if he puts them to the wall and get him to just expend some of that energy in his hands and, and, and I mean in his arms and keeping them off him and that whole clinch game that takes a lot of power out of those punches your arms fill up with lactic acid and they feel like a balloon and those quick snappy punches they start to slow down you know and then even with the footwork and things like that your feet start to drag they don't they don't pop off the mat as smooth as they used to once you started to get tired so that's what Kamau is going to have to do he's going to have to fight this smart fight very, very smart because Jorge Masvidal, he, he's, he's a veteran, he's cagey, and he's been in there with almost everybody as far as stylistically speaking. So he, he has a library of, of, of knowledge to go back to and draw from, from different fights in order to neutralize a good grappler's position, a good wrestler's position.
1: Rashad, I went back and watched the three Masvidal fights from 2019, which made him the fighter of the year, the three explosive knockouts, right, uh, Till, Uh, Ben Askren, Nate Diaz, they were all sort of different in their own way. And we talk a lot about the new Jorge Masvidal, right? He took a year, what, like a year plus off. He did the reality show in in Central America. He just basically woke up and said, look, I'm going to start baptizing people. I'm going to take my career and push it and find out how great I could be. Admiral, right? And since then, admirable, sorry. Since then, uh, we've seen better cardio. We've seen better confidence. But what have you seen dynamics-wise, technique-wise, that make him different from the 2017-2018 version, which was still a great quote, always a knockout threat, street tough. But now we're talking about a potential champion, one of the pound-for-pound bests in the sport, and that's who Masvidal is right now.
0: Well, he's always had great boxing, but I've been really watching the boxing of him as of lately and the progression on his punches, meaning when he's throwing punches, he's throwing them in combinations, but he's just not standing in one place. He's making sure he's getting off at the next angle, the next place where he's going to mount his attack from. And that's one thing you don't see a lot of fighters do. You see good boxers do it. Like when Machenko, he gets to an angle and then he starts you know, picking a guy off at that angle. And I think that's what Jorge has been doing a lot of, just getting off at an angle and punching. But you know he he also is very good at using good explosive movements in very tight and small situations and that's that's one thing that's very very hard to stop because if a guy can jump up and it can explode and he has a power as if he's running across a cage then then that's a you know that's a that's a very uh good skill that you're going to have to watch out for especially if you're a fighter like Kamaru Usman and you're shooting in for a shot so you know Kamaru's going to have to be um, very very economical and not only that but he's going to have to make sure that Jorge's on his heels so he can't jump up and catch him with any kind of thing anything springy like that
1: absolutely and I mentioned earlier how this is the better fight this is also the fight that that needed to happen more than that even though Gilbert Burns was plenty deserving and he catapulted ahead of Leon Edwards he's on this impressive run we needed to see this guy at this time to find out if Masvidal can win a championship if he's of this level, and obviously if Usman beats him, that's a another huge push up to his pound for pound resume, to his star value. So this is such a fantastic fight. Did you want to mention anything? I know you're close with Gilbert Burns. Obviously, this is heartbreaking. How is he doing? I've seen some some positive tweets and Instagram posts about you know about his his faith and his family through this process, but. No one's talking about this. That That's devastating right before the fight of your life to have this happen.
0: Yeah, he, he's devastated. You know, um, this was his time. This is his moment. He was riding off the momentum that, that he, uh, you know, he earned. And he was showing that, um, you know, he was definitely a contender and it was going to be a good fight. But, uh, you know, he, he's a strong believer in God. And, um, you know, he's got a strong mentality, too. So he knows that, you know, for whatever reason, it wasn't the time for it to happen now but he knows that he's in prime position. So it's only just a door knock away. You know what I'm saying? And he knows that he's, he, he's still in, in the top. So he's going to get his opportunity. Now it's just going to be when he's, he's is be- is better for him. But, I mean, he's gutted, no doubt about it. He, he's gutted, and he was ready for this fight. He, 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 was, he was on point.
1: Absolutely. Look, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. On the other side, though, Rashad, we're going to start with our picks. We're going to break down this card. Main event up top. Can't wait. Can't wait to see who you are going to pick after this. With a little word from our friends and sponsors. Dig it.
0: On May 23rd.
1: Oh, we're back, SOCBC, Sugar Rashad. We told you, CBS has you covered this entire week. Don't miss interviews with Max Holloway, Rose Nama Can't wait to get those done later in this week. CBS on top right now. Like CBS Sports. This isn't like, you know, bloody elbow or something. You know what I mean? CBS Sports fucking wrote it. Damn right! Damn right! We will continue. <laughs> All right, Rashad Evans, it is uh, it is go time. Okay, stand on top of that hill. Declare which direction you and your family will serve here. Is it going to be Kamara Usman? Is it going to be the BMF? Or who wins on Saturday and why?
0: Man, as exciting as everything is, and exciting as Jorge is talking. I'm sticking with Camaro in this, and I'm sticking with Camaro just for this main reason. I mean, he he's did an eight to ten week camp, and he's feeling amazing. He's gained gained a lot training over in Denver with with Trevor Whitman and uh, with the stand up and everything else, and learned how to just to kind of mesh things together pretty well. And he's been, you know, getting better training alongside Gaethje because Gaethje's a wild man, and those guys been going toe to toe, burning it out. If you're not you're not gonna like like. Imagine going with a guy like the highlight reel every single day in training and practice. You know, you know what kind of mentality that you're bringing inside of yourself. You're breeding the mentality. So, that's the mentality that I think that Kamara is going to go into this fight with. And then not for nothing, when you're away from home, when you're doing your camp away from home, it just breeds a different mindset to you. I was always my toughest when I did my camps away from home because it felt as if like I was fighting to protect the family. You know what I'm saying? And then when it was time for me to fight, I was so focused. I disconnected myself from my family life and I was just dialed and I was just an enraged fighter, you know? And I think that's where Kamaru is right now, but not for nothing. The wrestling advantage that Kamaru has, he is one of the toughest wrestlers in a game because when he takes you down, he has the ability with his physical strength to make you pay, not only with punches, but from a physical and attrition side of getting back up and being able to fight again. So I don't think that Jorge is going to be able to Withstand when it gets into the championship rounds.
1: It's going to be interesting. That's the big leagues. That's when you find out what people are made of. Yeah, I know it's your first time involved in something like this. Welcome to the big leagues. Um, after this, you'll be back to the undercard, believe me. Thank you, Mike. All right. Uh, here's the deal, though. I've almost been against Jorge Vidal at each step of this journey. And is this a corrective pick for me to pick Jorge Masvidal right here? Because I'm the guy who respects the wrestling over what people can do on there. I'm like, look, if you know, if you got that game, you know, I, I mean I fell for the Connor Habib thing, right? I, I've I've come to terms <laughs> with that. I thought I, I thought the magic of Connor was gonna walk in and can that. But people wrestle on this level, it's for real. I've been wrong about Jorge each step of the journey. And you know, channel has reminded us of something. Never piss off a gangster. And there is his own version of magic that Jorge has in this ability to, you know, pull a stoppage victory out of nowhere with the explosion. I do worry for for Usman, whether it's a period of comfortability or whether it's a period where he will decide to exchange with Jorge that, you know, Jorge showed us he can, he can be losing fights and come back big with a big strike at the end. I just feel like there's this, uh, man, I always fall for this weird cosmic bullshit, Rashad. All right. I'm falling for it again. I think there's this divine hand on Jorge Masvidal's journey right now that got him into this fight last minute when it didn't seem it was possible. And that if anybody can go gangster at, at six in the morning in Abu Dhabi and find a way to do this, it might be this man. There's something different obviously about the 2019 version of Jorge Masvidal. We don't know if that works in 2020 in the quarantine in the desert. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that he that he finishes this and he figures oh, it out. That's a wild okay. pick for me, knowing my sensibilities. But uh, I'm, I'm drinking the juice. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. That is hey, funny.
0: somebody's got to drink the juice because he was pouring out a lot of it. You know, somebody had to drink it. I almost took a sip of myself, but I said, "Hold on a minute, there That's my boy. He's going against. That's my boy. He's going against. No way.
1: All right. You know, boo me all you want." <laughs> Championship Thank you, me too. All right, Rashad, uh, can't keep you here all day. This is a loaded card. I love this card. It's top-heavy in the main card. Three title fights, two female fights we need to see. But let's, let's go through this. Your co-main event, Alexander Volkanovsky, immediate rematch to Max Holloway. Of course, the immediate was paused with the quarantine, but this is the first fight for both of them. Since Volkanovsky took a close unanimous decision late last year, played the, the city boxing chess game, surprised us all. But one thing Max said, Rashad, and this is why I'm interested to talk to him later today. We'll hear this interview later this week. Remember after he lost that fight, he was humble. He said, guys, I'm 28. I'll be back. There is something proven multiple times that's next level about Max Holloway. He's not just like like an aggressive, fast-paced, almost brawling type fighter. No one handles distance better. He's smarter than we give him credit. He is and has built one of the better resumes of all time in the UFC. It's hard to be guys on that level twice in a row, Rashad. It would be easier for me to be more confident in Volkanovski if Max was 34 and this was the end of the reign. So for Max Holloway to do this and win back his belt, how do you counteract that Volkanovski style?
0: I think that Max ha- has taken the right step. I mean, just, just coming after the fight you mentioned that when he lost to Volkanovski, I think the biggest turning point for me as far as you know where he was going to go after that fight was You know, him accepting the fight, him accepting what happened, him being like, you know what, I lost. The guy was better than me at night. Didn't make excuses. You know, didn't didn't say this happened, this happened. Just came straight out and owned it. When you own a loss like that, you're able to come out of it a lot better, and you're able to come out of it with the gains. So, with all of that said, I think that Max is going to, you know, make the gains and has made the gains. He needed to to correct the mistakes that he made with 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 Volkanovski. I felt as you know, in the last fight, you know, he wasn't finishing last with his combination and he allowed he he got himself stalled out a bit few times, you know, with Volkanovski. You know, Volkanovski uh, was able just to chip away and keep on chipping away. And Max lost his flow, didn't get into the flow and didn't get into the pressure that we see Max is known for. You know, uh, Volkanovski gave him a lot to think about but I I think that Max is going to be able to get back to his game but get to more of angles at the end of his combinations, which he wasn't able to do last time. Last time he was finishing up combinations, he was finishing in front, but that had to do a lot with the fact that Volkanovski was interrupting at Max in his combinations because Max has those long uh, combinations that go on and go on, but Volkanovski interrupted him, but I think this time Max can get off at an angle.
1: Yeah, we got to give Volkanovski the credit. He straight up disarmed Max. He, You know, there was some Jedi mind trick going on. It was an alternative rhythm and in, in game plan that Max uh, had trouble adjusting to. Although, let's give Max credit. He came back in certain parts of that fight. That's why some people thought he had done enough to win. That's why that unanimous decision was really close on the cards. I just don't know if Volkanovski can give him something different. Because if you give Max a second chance at that same style with his reach advantages, with his explosion, his gas tank, I'm not sure that if this fight is, is closer than the first one, which I think it will be, that Volkanovski can do enough to have a gap for the judges to give it to him. Because he has enough pop as a little man, Rashad, to keep Max honest. Does Volkanovski have the damage in him? to give the judges an overwhelming reason to score him all of those rounds if they're close. That's where I worry. That's why if I'm going on record here and that's what we do, I like Max by a, by a close decision. I think you almost flip flop what we saw the first time around, but Max really dictating the things on his terms, forcing Volkanovski to to pull out a plan B rather than the other way around.
0: Yeah, I think in this fight, uh, Volkanovski is going to try to push push some things because, you know, he's – He's a he's a bigger guy in his mind because he used to fight at a higher weight class, you know. So, in his mind, he was able to take a lot of Max's shots and I think in this fight he's going to be like, "Man, I can take those shots. I'm gonna, I'm going to take I'm going to put more risk on there and I'm going to go after Max a little bit more and uh, you know, try to unleash some of this power that he has because Volkanovski, he does have some power and, and from being a bigger guy, you know. Um uh so so I think that he's going to try to implement some of that and I think that's where he may find himself in a bit of trouble because Max is going to come correct. And I think that Max is is feeling himself more than anything right now.
1: And he, and I have doubted him uh, at a lot of his early, you know, that initial rise to the title. I'm like, okay, I think I know how how good Max Holloway is really good, but is he great? I think he continues to prove that hot damn. he's great. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I rewatched the Aldo rematch uh, recently and Jose came in focused. He was ready to bet in, uh, God, Max beat the, beat the ish out of him that fight. So shout-out to Max Holloway. I think he wins back the crown. Speaking of Jose Aldo, the reinvention at Bantamweight continues. Vacant title bout against the rising peyote, Peyoter, pizza, uh, peyote, ayahuasca, yan. Uh Rashad, we've been past it. Who Does he deserve this? Why is he here? The division might be too loaded. But they're going to give Jan a chance, if he can win this, to get a huge scalp on his resume. The longtime featherweight king who showed us in that first fight with Marlon Moraes, whether you thought that Jose Aldo won or lost, that physically he can handle the cut to 135. He can handle five rounds of it. I don't know. We might have to find that out. But is Peter Jan, or call him whatever you want, is he seasoned enough, though? If Aldo, you know, the problem problem I've had with Jose Aldo of late, I don't see him delivering game plans anymore remember mm-hmm. you know the rematch at UFC 200 against Frankie Edgar and he just oh it was like Mayweather he just kept him at distance and it was stick and move and it was just like he had the game plan the X's nose down and he's like you can't stay with me on this chessboard. I'm seeing a Jose Aldo maybe it's just age who's seemingly a step behind he's not taking the lead he's not establishing the hard leg kicks He's no longer being the alpha he's being the reactor I fear for him in this fight against a younger, arguably hungrier, stronger guy in his own division, if that'll catch up with Jose. Where are you where are you at entering this?
0: I'm feeling the same way. I feel like Jose hasn't been the same since he stopped on those kicks. I mean now he throws them very sporadic and when they do they hit. But when you think about vintage Jose and what made him so ferocious, you gotta think of those leg kicks. You gotta think of what he did to Uriah Faber's leg. You gotta think about, you know, what what he what he's able to do with those kicks. But now, since he's come back, he he, he throws them, you know, few and far between when before it, it was pretty much the staple of his game. But behind those kicks, so many things came behind it because you were so afraid of the kicks, it allowed his hands and his Muay Thai style to just, you know, to do what it does. Now, going against a guy uh, against like Jan, you know, he, he's going to have to, Use those leg kicks. He's gonna have to go back to some of that old school style that that he was known for because it was brutal, and he's gonna have to brutalize Jan in order to make him respect him because Jan is so dynamic everywhere. I mean, there's not an area where this kid is weak at. You know, he's he's got great boxing combinations he got great knowledge of where to put the punches when you see the guys hurt he has you know great awareness of dropping them to the body uh he can even mix in some takedowns and wrestling and and you know even in some throws so he's pretty dynamic on where he can take the fight it's more like a new style versus old school style and 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 uh jose he has to work hard and not be in the box and not get too compartmentalized with any given one technique, meaning the fact that he just can't stay and you know in, in his Muay Thai stance and really not throw you know too many kicks or things like that, he has to open up a full mixed martial arts game if he's going to compete with uh, with Yan.
1: Yeah, the thing that Jose Aldo has become, and again, it could be an evolution that is natural with age, but he's become a little bit more of a kind of celebrity headhunter guy who's looking for the big counter shot to knock you out. And it worked against Moicano. It worked against Jeremy Stephens. Can it work on this level against quicker bandwigs? I'm not sure. You know, I'm not I, I would fear for him in a fight like this against a, a younger guy that he'd be chasing the whole night, chasing for that one big strike, and sort of be content punting rounds, landing a couple hard shots and thinking he won that round. You know, I mean I think he left the the reason why he didn't win that third round against Morais in my eyes and why he lost that fight, even though it was close. Was he kind of just gave up the second half of the round? Mm. Was sort of content. Okay, I won this round. I landed some big shots. And Marais just outworked him in the final two and a half minutes in terms of what I thought. Uh, You know, I fear for that him, for him, although again, the pedigree, the experience, the legend, and the fact that he's bringing knockout power down a division. He's in this fight at any point. Peyotre Yan may have beaten Mr. Faber, but it is a step forward to beat somebody like Jose. This does have the potential to be a hella interesting fight, Rashad. And something we are not talking about enough, what the hell happens if Jose wins? I mean, this is a guy who, in some ways, like, he's a legend. We all know he's a legend. But is he a upper table legend? I almost feel like Conor McGregor punched that out of him with that one shot, right? It's like... Jose's the, you know he's got this great all-time featherweight resume and we're all you know he's in the hall of fame in our eyes he's he's a great one but we don't talk about him anymore with Silva GSP John Jones and those guys this could be a mea culpa for that this could be a y'all must have forgot okay I was that guy I still am that guy and now I'm a champ you know two division champ uh, I wouldn't be upset if it happened I do love me some Jose Aldo.
0: yeah I agree man I think that that shot with Connor is kind of you know knocked all the demystifying things that we ever thought about Jose all the out of our minds and 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 it sucks because it, it seems as if he's been fighting to to win that back from us from since he lost it even with himself you know he's struggled with himself uh, on just an emotional level and you can see it clearly in his fights and how he reacts when he after his fights that it's something that still bothers him and, and this fight right here can be rewriting all of that so um you know I, hats off to him and I wish him the best. I just don't think he gets it done against Jan. I think that Jan just has too many weapons and um, you know, he's he has so many weapons but he's just so eager to fight. This guy really, really, really wants to fight and when you have that like, you gotta be able to meet that drive inside the cage and I say this like, becoming a champion and being a champion, you have to change your mindset to Think as if like you're the guy who's trying to be champion, you know, and and, and, and and Jan has that mindset like he's chasing. Now it's a matter, does Jose have that mindset like he's chasing as well?
1: That's why I'm picking Jan by decision. I think Jose has toughness and pride to go the distance here. Maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm giving him too much respect there. I mean Peter Jan is a finisher. He goes after you, but I I fear that look, I'm gonna say it. I felt Jose Aldo kind of gave up against Volkanovski. He didn't quit, but he's like, I can't figure this puzzle out. We're going the distance, bro. It is what it is. Like, it is what it is, all right? And it's not that he's not willing to go out in a shield. Both Holloway fights, he was like, let's bang. Let's do it, you know? This is, this is how my best chance to win is to brawl you. I, I just feel like Jan's going to be too quick to the, beat him to the punch and uh, be powerful as well, and we'll get a decision. Do we get a stoppage here, Rashad, in your eyes?
0: I, th- I think I think we may. I think we may. I think that um, Jose is going to have the power advantage and is going to keep Jan at bay for a little bit. But I think just, you know, Jan is going to keep chipping away, chipping away, and by the third round, we're going to see Yan uh, get Jose up out of there, I think.
1: Oh, oh, wow. Take that. Take the ghost from the legend. Wow. All right. Just a quick update on the odds from our folks at William Hill, our friends there, for the title fights for the main event. Kamaru Usman a minus three hundred three favorite, Masvidal plus two thirty, and the co-main Volkanovski a minus two forty favorite, Max Holloway plus ninety five. I would Rashad, if I was near a betting window right now, I'd take plus money on Masvidal and Holloway right now. Are you kidding me? I mean, these are great wow. fights. I love, I love that you're giving me plus money on Max Holloway here, and then of course in that vacant title bout, plus one ninety underdog is Jose Aldo minus two fifty favorite. Peter Jan Peotre. Let's go down to this card quickly here. These two women's bouts are must-see. I mean, this Rose Namajunas-Jessica Andrade rematch, two former champions, is uh, – this is a main event, if you ask me. I mean, this is a great-ass fight. We all remember Rose losing her title last uh, last spring when she was dropped on her head, second-round second slam finish for Andrade. But you know what I also remember in that fight, Rashad, is Rose – looking the best she has ever looked in that first round. Just absolutely painting Andrage with perfect boxing and footwork. Yes, she got caught. She didn't tuck her chin. It is what it is. She has a giant mental hill to climb here. And uh, this has been a theory. This has been a, a narrative in Rose Namajunas' career, right? When she's mentally tough and she's dialed in, right? She, she was able to push off the trash talking of Ioana to knock her out and then win a great rematch over five rounds. She's been able to do this in the past. Be present and say, look, uh, it is a mental challenge. It's more mental than physical, but you know, I can, get in my, I can put my blinders on and I can do this. So I don't want to downplay what she's got to do here, considering she was talking potential retirement after that loss to Andraj. But I also want to tell you this. I love Jessica Andrade. She's a bulldog. She's a knockout threat at all times. Rashad, I think she's a little bit overrated, okay? And I, and I think when she walked into oncoming traffic against Whaley and got sent to hell, it was like, what, what, are you, what are we doing here? What are you doing here? Um, I like Rose to win. I like her to win somewhat dominantly here. She may have to go five rounds. But I think, you know, for my favorite fighter in the world, I'll say it. I love me some Thug Rose. I think this is her time. She's the better fighter, and we learned that in the first round against Andrade last year. Uh, Head games will be what they be, and Andrade can end the fight at any time. But I'm going big on Rose in this fight, Rashad. Talk me off the Trevor Whitman ledge here. Come on.
0: I can't do it. I'm I'm jumping on the ledge with you because I see the same thing. I think that she's going to pick up right where she left off that first round. I mean, listen, what happened to her at that fight it traumatized her and it made her stay away from the sport and even consider retiring and just not doing it anymore and you know you take a bad shot when you think like when you get up and you think man why am i even doing this so you can just imagine just the emotion that has taken her to get to this point to be like you know what i'm going to put myself through a whole camp not only that i'm going to be you know doing this fight again and um and when you're last week of fight camp and you're you know you're you know, it's week of the fight. That's when all the nerves come in. That's when all the, the bad replays of what happened in a fight. And that's what she's fighting against. But once she gets past the mental part of it and just realize that, you know, it, her skill, and no matter what happens, she's going to be okay if she trusts in her skill, then she's going to fly. She's going to soar. She's going to do all the things that she was doing when she was champion and was looking like she was going to be beat for a long time. And and I think she can return to that. Um, Andra, she is very tough, but Andraj you know, she she does. She is sometimes. Sometimes she looks like a world beater. And sometimes, like you said, against Wei Lee, it looks like, you know, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? So, um, but but then again, but then again, against Wei Lee, I mean, Wei Lee's shown against a fight against Joanna that Wei Li was was cut from a different cloth altogether. We just didn't know yet. We didn't know at the time, but now we do know. So I can give her a break in that respect, but at the same time, I don't think that she's going to match with Rose.
1: Now, Rose is also – don't forget, she pulled out of this fight a couple of months back after revealing that two members of her family passed due to the COVID virus. So, heavy heart indeed. That might be part of her focus, though. And the odds makers at William Hill, they like Rose minus 200 as a slight favorite, plus 160 for Andrade. Obviously, you can get value there for Andrade for the knockout power but uh, I'm going Rose. You're going Rose. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a great fight. I love everything about this fight. Rashad, uh, let's close out this main card with a really interesting women's fight considering that Amanda Hebas, who is fresh off uh, an impressive win against Mackenzie Dern in that initial comeback fight from pregnancy for Dern is a minus nine zero nine favorite over Paige Van Zandt. There's a lot of, uh, wow, Paige Van Zandt about plus 550 here. You know, we could go down the road. Uh, <laughs> is this UFC cashing Page Van Zandt out? It very, very well, may well be. You know, she talks about fighter pay. There's, uh, I believe this might be the last fight of her deal. Uh, you know, for all we know, she could jump somewhere else for big money. But here's the deal I don't want to crap on PVZ because here's this for Shadow, right? Yeah, her her husband, her boyfriend, Austin, uh, Austin Van Der Zandt, has the worst tattoo of all time, that eyeball on his neck. Uh, yeah, I've been down on PVZ for most of her career. But I think she does have an elite skill from the standpoint of, of plus striking and big moment. Remember the switch kick she hits to win? Mm-hmm. She'll hit you with a big strike. I would never predict her to win this fight over the distance. But is there any way that bettors are, are absurd here at minus 909, for a rising contender and Amanda Hebus, how do you look at this fight?
0: No, I I think they're right on time. I mean, you have to look at not only the fact that Hebus has been active and she's, you know, on a surge lately and she's an absolute beast in herself, but listen to what Paige has been saying. You know, she's kind of lukewarm about even about even doing this. You know, she she wants to fight, but at the same time, she's not, she's not burning the fight, you know, she hasn't and she's had some start and stops, start and stops, and she's already looking to check her value elsewhere and not in the UFC and seeing, you know, what, what she's worth. So, um, you know, she, she's, not, she's not really she, – she, this is a fight that it's like whatever for her in, in a sense, you know what I mean? I feel as if, like, um, she does want to have a good, strong showing – but not have a good, strong showing for the fact that she wants to stay in the UFC because she knows that in the UFC she's not going to get paid what she feels that she's worth, and I feel like that's probably part the reason that that kept her out as long as it has. You know, she's talking about she's still in the same contract she had when she uh, when, when she first got into the UFC. So with that being said. You know, I think that the whole googly eyes about the UFC and them being the right fit for her it is over with, you know. And I think now she's kind of looking to you know, to cash into, you know, what, you know what, what it is to be PVZ and get some of those Bellator matchups where they, you know, will get her a matchup that's more favorable to her because they can build her more, you
1: know. Indeed on that. And uh, he was 26 years old from brazil nine and one unbeaten in the ufc her only loss came in brazil to pollyanna viana back in 2015 and her three wins are all strong emily whitmer by submission and then a dominant decision went over dern and then she beat randa marcos who's always a tough out in march so she's on a good run right here uh i would not be surprised Rashad, if we are talking about amanda Hebas in a title shot a few Fights away. Tough out for PVC, but it is a must see fight. Uh quickly, Rashad, any other fights on this card? I mentioned it's a top heavy card from the standpoint that there's five great fights and three title fights on the main card. There really ain't nothing else on this card that I care about. Uh do I want to see Vulcan Ozdemir in the preliminary main event against Jiri Prozhatska? However badly I mispronounced that. Sure. Sure, Rashad. Okay, I, I got I got some time for no time. Okay, I ain't got much time for the rest of this card. You want to smarten me up at all? You you interested in anybody else on here?
0: Nah, I was I was gonna say no time myself. You know, being a former teammate of mine, I'm always interested to see where he goes. He's not he's not able to come and train with us anymore, but um, yeah, I just want to see where he he's at. You know, he had a good year, and uh, I just kind of want to see him return back to grace. You know, return back to 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 what his his birth in the UFC was like.
1: Yeah, he's, he's on a two-fight win streak. I remember, he had lost three in a row. Yeah. AJ, Anthony Smith, Dom Reyes, all elite fighters, came back, knocked out Latifi, Took a split decision from Alexander Rakic. And by the way, I thought he beat Dom Reyes. I thought that was a bunk scorecard for no time. But he's 30 years old. Uh, we've seen him knock people out in Fort Lauderdale bars in the past, Rashad. So we know he can end the fight at any point. Shout out to him. Shout out to all of you for checking us out. Uh, it's going to be a big week, guys. Great card this weekend. Hope you enjoy it. Check out CBS Sports HQ. Rashad and myself will be all over it this week, setting things up, previewing. We'll have a bonus pod later this week. Max Holloway, Rose Namajunas to be there. Rashad Evans, uh, what are you most looking forward to this Saturday? You know, is it is it is it main event or bust? I mean, it, this
0: is 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 main event for bust for me. I mean, I'm so emotionally drawn to this one. You know, I've been talking to Kamara all camp, and you know, I, I've, I've been feeling them, it and it's been killing me that I can't be there with them during camp. So uh, I'm I'm all in the main event right now.
1: We're going to find out this week, and uh, we'll have updates for you, how this whole Abu Dhabi is going to, you know, I know UFC has already moved the fighter interviews I had scheduled because all the U.S.-based fighters are trying to stay on that time frame, knowing that they're going to be fighting middle of the morning in Abu Dhabi, but prime time on the East Coast American time. So it's going to be a, an adjustment and a journey for all of them. And it's hot as hell in Abu Dhabi right now, Rashad. So this dream of Fight Island and the action on the beach – it wouldn't have worked anyway, bro. Forget it about work. it now. Of <laughs> uh, the state-of-the-art air conditioning inside that arena. Uh, follow Rashad at Sugar Rashad Evans on all the, on all anywhere but TikTok. Okay, you won't see. <laughs> not on Tinder. Don't you know? You can't grind her. He would not grind anything. So he's a married, man. Uh, follow me at B Campbell CPS. We'll be back later this week. Uh, that's it. That's the damn show, Rashad. I think you got two words for people. Hey, people. We out.